Hi, I'm John Wallace, and this is the next chapter. Well, hi. Well, hello. <laughs> I'm here with Stacy Champagne, the Senior Director of Orientation and Transition at Azusa Pacific University, and you've been here like 16 years? 16 years, I can't believe it. And I can't believe I get to be here with you. Yeah, I've always well, wanted to be a part of a podcast. <laughs> well, yeah, we've done a lot of things in 16 years. Why not a podcast? Why not? So and, fun. And uh, and you've had a number of different titles. i just asking you, you've had how many titles do you think? And I think about eight. Okay. Eight. And I know you started in admissions. I did. Because I remember those years. I did start in admissions, which was so fun. It was so fun to be able to tell the story about a place that had been so transformational for me. I was an undergraduate student here and so loved being able to do that great work as well. And then I know that uh, your primary focus has been with our traditional undergrad student body mm -hmm. and, and particularly that journey for new students when they connect to the university, right? Yes, so that's a big piece of it. I feel like one of the things of something that feels so essential and that feels like a sense of belonging. And so I think that that is the lens that I and our staff try to look through in every interaction that we have. And when we're thinking about programs or events, how does this fit into creating a sense of belonging for new students, for families, for our student leaders, it feels really important to us. You know, I, I am a big believer in uh, growing up students with their leadership gifts. It's you have become the caretaker of what I think actually is probably the, the best leadership development program on campus. And um, so talk just a little bit about Bridges. What is it? You run this almost entire volunteer program. Yeah. Uh, how does it work? How does I know, this Bridges it is thing work? It's amazing. So um, we do have so many students that really want to be a part of this leadership development program. And I always feel so humbled by that because I think where in the world are there just people that want to give so much of their time and talents and, you know, they're not being paid. I mean, they get two t-shirts, so that's a big deal <laughs> at ABU, but they're getting, you know, t-shirts for really serving in such beautiful ways and I feel like I get to be a front row spectator of it all. But Bridges specifically is a week-long um, leadership development experience. And so I know some people will say, oh, it's a missions trip. And But really our heart is that we take a group of students to San Francisco for a week and that in that it isn't about all that we can do to change the city or to you know bring light. Light is already there and mm -hmm. God is already there and we get to learn from people's stories and we get to learn about what do we have in common and how can we learn from each other and see that there is such a big picture of who God is and um, being able to see God in the faces and the mm. lives of people that we meet in the city, but then also what happens in the lives of students as they interact with one another and that they tangibly support and encourage and challenge one another. It really is life altering, I think, for many students and for me. Every year, I just feel like my life continues to change because I get to see love in action in such tangible ways. So I so about 150, how many do you take? Yeah, about 150 okay. students. So you take 150, you connect their soul to the to the urban, uh, remarkable urban environment in San Francisco mm -hmm. so that they can connect with new students who are in transition when they come to APU. 
Yes, that is our hope. And our hope is that for many students, this is not a crazy different experience. You know, for what I love about this generation of students is they are a part of things like social justice and wanting to make a difference. And, you know, diversity is not new to a lot of these students. And so that is such a beautiful thing. But for some of these students, it is a very different experience. Mm. And so how do we connect the way in which we have a posture of learning in the city? And I think when we're removed from our everyday life, it's sometimes easier to have a different posture. And so we talk a lot about the same posture that we have of learning and loving and living, um, that how do we bring that back when we have you know, a student in our group who might need some additional care and mm-hmm. feels a little mm-hmm. harder to love, how do we do that? And how do we go above what maybe even feels comfortable sometimes to tangibly show another person that they matter and that they are given respect and dignity along the way. So every new student, freshman or transfer, Mm -hmm. is in a group led by one of your volunteer leaders, Yes, yes, that is right. And when I talk to these students, you know, why why do you wanna be an alpha leader? They say because of what happened to them when they were in an alpha group. So I think, Stacy, when I think about uh, your program, I think about uh, you're kind of the caretaker for the essence of APU, right? Because if they experience that as a new student and pass it on to the next class of new students, you continue those core values of community. That is the hope. And I think, you know, especially given the world that we're living in today, but also probably for hundreds of years, that I think kindness goes a long way. And how do we practice kindness in tangible ways? And how do we, when we encounter another human being, show them that they that they are worth more than we could even articulate and that that goes beyond words and that goes beyond just cliches, but it really goes when, you know, there's a situation that happens at two o'clock in the morning and maybe we're a little tired or maybe there's a situation that feels like, oh, it would be easier to not say something, Mm -hmm. but because Mm -hmm. I care so deeply about this person, I'm going to say like, hey, can you please help me help me understand what's happening in your life here? And you know, I think those things are so important and valuable. I, uh, for a lot of years, I joined you on that early Sunday morning. Yes. As you, you have all of your students, uh, the parking lot is full of all of your vans and vehicles, and you're gonna head up to San Francisco. And uh, what, what I think impresses me is that you have handed off the responsibility of driving vans and the meal prep mm-hmm. and how we're gonna pray together in the van, that those student leaders get to do that, right? I mean, you, you trust them with mm-hmm. leadership responsibility. Mm-hmm. What do you see when you give a student leadership? I mean, do they blow it? Do they flourish? What, how do you think about giving students totally. all of that leadership responsibility? Uh, that is the biggest joy of this work is to be able to see students are so capable and they are so brilliant and I feel like it is amazing to be able to see them take this great responsibility. You know, I think that so many times students can be portrayed as, you know, they they don't have they're just like trying to mess, you know, mess around or not be <laughs> responsible and I just feel like that is not the case of what I've seen. Mm-hmm. I have seen mm-hmm. students that want to go above and beyond and want to serve in ways that 
I sometimes can't even comprehend. And I just feel like they take that responsibility and they do flourish. They are, I mean, I feel like I get to learn so, so, so many times from them and what it means to live a life that looks a little bit more Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. the life of Mm -hmm. Jesus. And that is just, there is no greater gift. One of the unique things about this program, uh, the vast majority are probably sophomore. Yes, of that the vast majority, yes. How many do you think? Are sophomores? Yeah. I would say probably 120 okay. or 25 of them, so yes. <laughs> so these are really underclassmen, second year mm-hmm. students mm-hmm. that we're entrusting this leadership mm-hmm. stuff to. Uh, so I meet them a little later often on Walkabout or student government. and They actually talk about this leadership experience as being the gateway that that helped them believe that they could do something, right? Mm-hmm. It's remarkable what students do when we trust them a little bit. It is, and I think that is for the lesson for probably us all is I think that there's something in leadership that we feel like there has to be certain boxes that people mm-hmm. have to check off. But really, I think what we have found, even as we interview you know, over 300 students that want to volunteer for this position every year, and just feeling like when there is a willing heart and a mm-hmm. willing spirit and a desire to really have whatever a, a posture of humility could look like, I think God can do a lot mm-hmm. in and through that. And that is a beautiful thing to experience and to be able to see lived out. So a uh, little bit of a gear shift. I yes. know that, that <laughs> your uh, love, commitment, trust uh, to undergrad students is, uh, expresses itself in a number of different ways. I'm aware because my daughter, our daughter Kate, was a part of a discipleship group that you led. Talk to me a little bit about how you think about discipleship or mentoring, not just with those students who may be in your discipleship group, but other students. How how do you think about that? That's beautiful. First of all, I love Kate. (laughs) So shout out to Kate. You are wonderful. And I just feel so proud of who she is. She is remarkable. But... um, I think that when I think about the word discipleship, I really think about an invitation. Mm. And I think about that there's a power in invitation. So even as I think about the goodness, the privilege that it is to walk alongside students, I think I get to just invite them to be a part of my life. And that is the places that feel like I get a lot of highs in my life. And there are things that feel like challenges. And so to be able to invite other people into that and hopefully at the end of the day that we are all seeking to what does that mean to to live out a little bit more about the love and light of God in the midst of whatever situation. And I think when authentic vulnerability and authenticity happens in that, there are really powerful moments that can happen and really have been even, you know, as maybe some people have said, like, I have mentored students. I feel like students oftentimes mentor uh, me because yeah. I get to I get to see God's love and God's goodness in such deep ways because of my interactions and my observations of seeing students live out their lives. Boy, I, I agree. I It seems like every year I learn something, a whole bunch of new things mm-hmm. from students, right? I mean, I would be caught in the 1980s or something. <laughs> um, and they bring new ideas. And mm-hmm. I, I think I see that a lot in your programs, uh, Stacy. You, uh, the, often the new ideas come from your really robust student leadership team. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me one new idea 
in the last couple of years that you would say this this was an important idea that came and it wasn't mine somebody else brought it yes definitely okay so this is kind of twofold because the person that brought this idea to me was one of the pastors from our church she has uh-huh. talked about this idea of tension and how important that mm. is in our lives that oftentimes you know we are people that just want resolve and so it's hard to hold the tension and i think that one of the beautiful things that i'm seeing with students is they're wrestling with that tension that not all is just easy with a bow on it but that they're in the midst of life in the midst of the questions that have seemingly no answers there's a tension that we have the ability to hold so mm. the tension of what is now and what is to come the tension of what is you know things aren't always just black and white but within that gray space or within that place that may feel like a little more of swirly lines versus straight lines how do we hold on to the truth mm. and then you know allow our hearts and our lives to be transformed by a God who is living and active in our lives. And I think that is one of the learnings that I have had. And I think what we try to pose is a lot of questions, because um, questions seem to be really powerful, yeah. even sometimes much more than an answer. Yeah, I I, uh, I agree. I, I, I find in my own life that if I'm holding on to a slack rope as opposed to pulling on the end of a conversation where there's tension, I... I yeah, I'm, I'm not as in a, in a teachable moment. So uh, they get two t-shirts. <laughs> two t-shirts. What are, what are they? So we get a, you know, a welcome weekend kind of t-shirt uh-huh. so that when new students and families come, you know, they'll see the I Heart APU shirts and in, in black versus white because the white t-shirts are for new students. The right, black right, t-shirts right, right. are for leaders, you know, alpha leaders and alpha coordinators so that they can help answer questions and all those things. And then we do have a Bridges shirt to kind of signify the end of that trip to San Francisco to say, you know, we a lot has been done in this city and a lot will continue to be done in the city in terms of how our lives are transformed even as we come back to Azusa, California. So I want you to know that the Bridges shirt is my favorite shirt. I can't wait to see what it looks like this year. I know you keep that under wraps. We do. It's uh, a surprise. <laughs> but I, I expect to see that shirt. At you some will point. get one for sure. You can count on it. <laughs> Thank you, Stacy. Thank you. Such a gift. Thank you, John. Yeah, you bet.